thank you for downloading this in-ear entertainment podcast. You're listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets. Sonnet 19. Devouring time, blunt thou the lion's paws, and make the earth devour our own secret brood. Pluck the keen teeth from the fierce tiger's jaws, and burn the long-lived phoenix in her blood. Make glad and sorry seasons as thou fleest, and do whatever thou wilt, soft-footed time, to the world, to the wide world and all her fading sweets. But I forbid thee one most heinous crime. Oh, crave not with thine hours my love's fair brow, nor draw no lines there with thine antique pen. Him in thy course, untainted do allow from beauty's pattern to succeeding men. Yet do thy worst, old time, despite thy wrong, my love shall in my verse ever live young. That was Sonnet 19, with a few words moved around just for the fun of it, um, and not because I was reading that badly. <laughs> I'm joined uh, by, by the very smiley today. Um, you want... Thierry Hillis. I'm, I'm, in a, I'm, an, I'm in a good mood today. We've, we've had, well, this, this is quite an interesting sonnet to read. I'm not looking forward to this one because I can see myself stumbling quite a lot over all the... St- and th- there are, and, and I, I do realise it's carve, not crave, and, and I, I'm sorry. As I'm reading it, I, <laughs> this is the problem I have with the sonnets is, is every error that you make kind of logs in your head and it, it just drags you down as you, as you go on. And, and... But, but I, if anyone thinks they can do it better, do try and read one of the sonnets without making an error to someone else. Uh, and it's actually quite hard reading it to yourself. You always get it right, but to someone else, it, it's very hard to do. Um, so, what's this sonnet about, Thierry? I'm going to pass the buck to you. <laughs> it's well, we have again the, the the theme of immortality. We have quite a lot of um, mentions of time again with a capital T. Yeah, swift-footed time and devouring time, and at the end, he, he basically challenges it and says, "Do thy worst, old time." Despite their wrong, my love shall in my verse ever live young. So it's basically saying, time can do nothing against keeping this 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 young man young forever in in my writing, in my poetry, and in in, in people's memory. Yes, and and there's the the admission of love again in this, which we only had in one other sonnet. Um, I can't remember which yes. sonnet it was off the top of my head, but there. This is the second time I believe that thirteen. I think, dear my love, you know you had a father. Let your son say so. That's that sounds right. So this is only the second time that Shakespeare's admitted it, it's love he feels, and, and I, I don't see that in the sense of romantic love. I don't. I don't think Shakespeare was uh, a gayer who was trying to because you wouldn't be encouraging him to have sex with women. That's what I think. But there are people who seem to think that Shakespeare wanted a romantic relationship with this this lad, which. I don't know. I can't see, or I can't see yet. Maybe, maybe we'll get to like Sonnet twenty-five, and it'd be like, "I want you come here, come to me." But I, I'm doubting that at this point. Shakespeare. I'm, I think Sonnet twenty might might be a bit. I think it's twenty where he talks about more the the physical aspects of uh, of love again, without actually going the full come hither thing. But... <laughs> I want to see you naked. Yeah, it does, that that never comes up, and, and Shakespeare would put, put that in flowery terms, I imagine. He's he's got a lot of style. I mean, we we established that with a 
having traffic with thyself. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, I, I do like the beginning of this sonnet, which is, is the idea of time eventually will take away all that you hold proud in the sense of uh, is blunting the lion's paws, um, getting the earth to devour her own sweet brood, uh, pluck the teeth from the fierce tiger's jaws, and, and burn the phoenix in their blood, which is... A very violent image. I don't. I don't know much about the phoenix myth. I know that the phoenix, at the end of its life, bursts into flames and then and then rises from its own ashes. But it is burning the phoenix in its own blood the only way to kill a phoenix, or is that is that something that Shakespeare's made up? I'm not. I'm not quite sure. I, I don't know much of the phoenix mythology. No. But but just saying, but burn the long-lived phoenix in her blood is is. It's a wonderful phrase. It, it, it sounds very definite, as if it, it, that's the last time the phoenix will burn and he won't rise. Yes. I'm, I'm doing a quick how to kill a phoenix Google search. Um, that, that'll, I, I hope, safe search is on, because that sounds like something <laughs> that... <laughs> um, but I can't, I can't, nothing seems to be coming up, at least on the front page, the first page of Google, for how to kill a phoenix. Which is how to draw a phoenix, if anyone wants to draw a phoenix. Um, how do you kill a phoenix? Yahoo answers. Well, this is going to be the highbrow of the internet we're going into here. <laughs> yeah, Yahoo answers always is. Uh, apparently, it, it, the, the best way to rid yourself of a phoenix problem, this is uh, uh, the best answer coming from Ronald, um, isn't killing it, it's sealing it. You have to seal the individual parts of a phoenix, its fire, its feather, its claws, its body, its soul, and you seal them all these parts in that order, and you will be rid of your phoenix problem. And and the the asker said, thanks, tried it, and it worked. So that's how you get rid of a phoenix. <laughs> Brought to you by Yahoo Answers. There's a whole new podcast, isn't there, going through Yahoo Answers that's just popped up into my head. That sounds genius. <laughs> You, you you do tend to find very very strange things on Yahoo Answers. It's it's a very special part of the internet. Yeah, it's lovely. I love Yahoo Answers. Um, back to the sonnet. Back to the sonnet. So yes, we can kill a phoenix um, and make glad the and sorry seasons as though fleetest and do whatever thou wilt. Soft-footed time, a swift-footed time. Sorry. Um, yes, the idea that time eventually will come and take away everything we hold proud or everything that that helps you survive so you die <laughs> time is basically helping death to kill you but but because these sonnets are written the 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 fair youth will remain young forever which is is i think quite beautiful i'm going to use that word in a manly way in a manly beautiful way um <laughs> we've got the the reference again to, to time having a pen an antique pen, draw no lines there with thine antique pen. Him in thy course untainted do allow for beauty's pattern to succeeding men. Uh, so I, 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 it's quite heavily packed, and I don't quite know how to unpack that. But I'm, I'll let you chat. Maybe does that make any sense to you? It's, it's again. I would say in this instance, time is just as as much as it helps death. It also shapes what, what what life is right now and it it, it draws out the future and it, it it has some maybe not active control but it has some sort of influence 
over what what will what will become yeah yeah I, yeah i agree with that i think that's that makes sense and then it ends on like you say the challenge to time i guess the do do thy worst old time which i i love it, it just sort of it's shakespeare taking on the battle for the fair youth i guess so we've had the fair youth him trying to convince the fair youth to 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 stay young through procreation and that doesn't seem to have worked and now shakespeare's taking on the battle for him going well if you're not going to try and keep yourself young and beautiful i'm going to do it for you through my writing pretty much i can just see shakespeare just standing there bring it on bitches <laughs> just with his quill his parchment and death with this huge scythe in front of him just throwing fiery pens at time <laughs> There's a computer game there. God. <laughs> well, it's, Ludum Dare starts again in, was it two weeks, where people just basically write computer games and give them away. So I mean, in... if any one of you wants to do that. <laughs> yeah, do do our Shakespeare game. That would be amazing. And we'll we talk about it on it. We'll do a special podcast if you do a Shakespeare game. That would be awesome. With Shakespeare throwing fiery pens at death. <laughs> With a very, very almost too young but very beautiful male sidekick that that would be like the optional second player that would that would work um <sighs> but it is uh, I, I was also wondering what he's, he says um no lines there with an antique pen which implies that time has been doing this for well a very very long time basically yeah. it's been it's been around forever and and shakespeare is saying that this is strong enough to fight something that has that has been eternal up until this point yeah because i i suppose from shakespeare's point of view he's putting pen to paper and paper is a uh, only a transitory medium it's it's not a finite uh, an infinite medium it, it does yellow as as we heard in the last on uh, the last sonnet or the sonnet before it yellows it disintegrates it has to be kept otherwise it, it falls apart so i wonder if underneath this there is the idea that he's doing his best but he is only a man against time and death uh, but then they they would have had documents that were hundreds and th or even thousands of years old not not quite sure how much archaeology they had at the time but surely there would have been historic documents around that survive for quite so he would have been aware that if if there will be any value associated to his writing that yeah people would try and save it and it might survive for at least decades from his point of view i guess and and i suppose when he was writing these sonnets he had uh, a modicum of, of fame around him he, it wasn't in his early career he was doing quite well yeah yeah this, this wasn't early shakespeare this isn't his teen angst poetry let's put it like that which... It would be fantastic teen angst poetry if it was. <laughs> I, no, no, fourteen-year-old would write this kind of stuff. Uh, well, I mean, there are people like that. I mean, John Keats was very, very young when he wrote his poetry. Well, he died very young. Yes, but I don't, I can't see teenagers today putting this sort of stuff on Facebook. <laughs> Especially not dedicated to another man. That well, I mean. There are quite a few. I mean, 
people who are happily and openly gay and maybe they would but i can't still can't see them in writing someone a sonnet <laughs> oh i i would love to find a teenager who writes sonnets oh please if you're a teenager and you write sonnets please get in contact that that would that would make my day I won't mock, I promise. I, I just want to know that someone out there is a teenager and is writing sonnets. That's all I want to know. Fabulous. Um, yes, I, 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 I'm going to leave that one there. I keep coming back to and burn the long-lived phoenix in her blood. I just love that line. It's, it's a very, very good line. And, that, and that's where my eyes keep going. So I, I can't really concentrate on the rest of the poem at the moment. So I, I'm quite happy to, to, to call, call this, this podcast... Um, to an end if, if you are yeah yeah we'll read it again and um yes you you can read um have fun with the stusts there's only a few stusts so you should be fine yeah it's the fleetest that's probably gonna do me in <laughs> sonnet 19 devouring time blunt thou the lion's paws and to make the earth devour her own sweet brood pluck the keen teeth from the fierce tiger's jaws and burn the long-lived phoenix in her blood Make glad and sorry seasons as thou fleetest, and do whatever thou wilt, swift-footed time, to the white world and all her fading sweets. But I forbid thee one most heinous crime, O, oh, carve not with thy hours my love's fair brow, nor draw no lines there with thine antique pen. Him in thy course untainted do allow for beauty's pattern to succeeding men. Yet do thy worst, old time, despite thy wrong, my love shall in my verse ever live young. Good. That was a I'm quite surprised I made it through that one. That's <laughs> uh, sonnet number nineteen from Shakespeare's sonnets. I've been Mark Chatterley. <laughs> I have been Terry Healy. And we'll see you again for Sonnet Twenty. Bye. Goodbye. You've been listening to Shakespeare's sonnets with Mark Chatterley and Thierry Hellis. This has been an In-Ear Entertainment podcast. To listen to other podcasts or find out more about In-Ear Entertainment, go to www.inearentertainment.com.